Full disclosure, today I'm going to mess with your mind so bad it's going to be hard to breathe. I'm only going to do this for your best interests. <laughs> Never against you. But here's the thing, I'm going to take you way out on a limb and challenge one of society's most cherished beliefs. Because it is my absolute promise that by changing your perspective you hold on this, you could completely overhaul your life. Today, transaction in business is seen in society to be expected. It's obvious that good business is based off of good transaction. But when we hear the idea of transaction in any other relationship, no, 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 this is bad and this is wrong. We assume that any time transaction is an element of relationship, that it implies that there's no love or no mutual caring present in that relationship. We assume that this relationship is purely self-centered, either one person using the other or both using each other. The first truth I'm going to put before you today is that every single relationship on earth is transactional. Doesn't matter whether it's a business relationship, a familial relationship, the relationship you have with your government, a romantic relationship, a friendship, anything. Because transaction is a word that so many people have such a negative association with, we're going to have to re-examine this concept of transaction. At its essence, a transaction is nothing more than an energy exchange. It means each person receives something, and each person provides something. What makes a transaction a good one is if each person gets something that is valued. And value, especially with regards to what we value most, is based on what that person needs and wants. A person has to need and want something to truly value it. Keep in mind that you may be able to see the value in something without valuing it yourself. For example, let's say that you're in a time of scarcity or a time of war or something like that. You may be able to see the value in art, but at the particular moment you need food. So you can't value your transaction being based off of art even if you see the value in art. It's a bad transaction. <laughs> to truly value something, you need to perceive yourself to need and want it. Every relationship that you enter into, you enter into because you perceive that that relationship meets some need or fulfills some desire. Or many. For example, in this friendship, you give the person the feeling of being free and unrestricted, and they give you that sense of security you've always lacked. With this partner, they give you a sense of being needed and wanted and valued, and you give them the support they need to accomplish their goals. With this person you are helping, they get the help they need, and you get a sense of your own goodness. Also, that feel-good feeling of doing something that's right to do. With this family member, you give them the experience of availability and understanding, and guess what? They give you the same. This is one reason that relationships are so damn dynamic. <laughs> and they change over time. Because needs and wants change over time. When one or both of you begins to perceive that you're no longer getting your needs met or receiving anything of value in that relationship, worse, if you perceive that the other person is acting as a direct antagonist to those wants and needs, satisfaction level dips in a relationship. And guess what? You will gravitate towards other relationships. This even includes parents deciding to have children. 
And this accounts for why parents who didn't want a child in the first place or who end up feeling like their child did not end up meeting their need end up so resentful toward their child or towards parenting in general. To understand more about this, watch my video titled The Lie That Parents Tell. I want you to keep in mind that many transactions can be taking place within one relationship, so it's not always as simple as what I just did in my examples where I set forth one main exchange. Here's the thing. If it were as simple as one main exchange, and in that relationship that exchange wasn't taking place anymore, it would be a whole lot easier to decide to break up. There's nothing inherently wrong with there being a transactional element in relationships. It's not like you should run around trying to make sure there's no transactional element of your relationships, and guess what? You couldn't even if you wanted to. Instead, you need to embrace the idea of conscious transaction. Every relationship is transactional. Thing is, for most people, this transactional element of their relationship is taking place at a subconscious level. It's taking place in a very instinctual way, not a very conscious way. Or, if a person is aware of the transactional element, most likely that's being flat out denied or even hidden because of the inherent shame that a person feels when they feel like this is a part of their relationship. They hide or deny the transactional element of the relationship in the attempt to avoid negative consequences, guilt, and shame. This is really scary, because to be honest with you, <laughs> when we're not conscious of the transactions taking place, or when we're full-on denying them or hiding them, it sets up a very dangerous and scary dynamic. Now, it's pretty easy to understand why that would be so dangerous when you think about business. We would call that a shady business deal. <laughs> but guess what? It's just as scary in any other relationship. It's just as dangerous in any other relationship. When a transaction in a relationship is not a conscious one, things can go terribly, terribly wrong. So you can understand some of what does go wrong if transaction is not actually conscious in a relationship and is hidden and denied. I'm going to give you some examples. Or hit some points. One, if you have no idea of what you can actually provide and what you actually need and want in a relationship, you have literally no chance of getting into a relationship that's actually compatible to you, and that feels good. This can be compared to a businessman not knowing what he has to offer another company and not knowing what he wants to get from another company. How can he ever hope to find the right company to do business with, a company that is in need of what he has to offer and who has what he needs? It's a recipe for dissatisfaction in relationships and also for an endless process of entering into a relationship, feeling like it's the right one, only to find out it's wrong over and over again. It's a recipe for incompatibility, and finding out that you're incompatible the hard way. Two, we end up getting our needs met how we always get our needs met when we can't go directly for it. By becoming manipulative. Not being consciously transactional opens the door for us to enter into relationships in manipulative ways and get things out of relationships or the other people we're in relationships with in manipulative ways. Essentially, our entire relationship becomes manipulative by nature. Three, it is a recipe for both parties in any relationship to feel completely hurt and completely duped. Why? Because there's no option if transaction is not conscious except for, for us to assume. We assume, without ever really talking about it, that the other person is agreeing to meet the want or need that we entered into the relationship with. But that doesn't mean they can or would actually agree to providing that for us. It also means the best you can do is to assume why the other person is in a relationship with you. 
And let's just be honest, we can be way, way off base about this assumption. Essentially, we can't find the right energy exchange. Four, we end up completely shocked, completely hurt, and completely confused when somebody who we thought that we loved so much and who loved us so much suddenly is able or wants to end the relationship or reconfigure it. We don't actually know those wants and needs that caused the other person to get into that relationship with us in the first place. We don't know what those you know, things were that served as the superglue that was keeping them with us. We don't understand how something could be so powerful as to make it so that they could do this to us. We also have absolutely no shot at figuring out what those needs are in the other person so that we can meet them, so that we can create security in the relationship. Or, to the opposite, decide based off of seeing those needs that we can't actually meet them, and then not be surprised why somebody can reconfigure the relationship or leave. And let's be honest, when this type of a dynamic happens, we start to take it really personal. We start to take it as a comment about our personal value and worth. Five, we end up so conflicted and so in pain when no matter how much love there might be that we feel towards someone or how much we care about them, we are at the same time so damn dissatisfied in the relationship that we're actually considering that we may need to end it or we may need to reconfigure the relationship. We are unable to explain to ourselves or to them why loving them and caring about them just wasn't enough. We end up secretly wondering if we're a horrible narcissistic person because of this truth. And six, we shortcut our ability to find happiness in life. Because when we ask the question, what is life? Life is essentially relationships. It's the quality of your relationships that you have with all things in existence that amount to quality of life. And there is no way to have a good relationship without the transactional element of a relationship being a positive one. To understand this whole concept of needing to be consciously transactional, you're going to have to separate two enmeshed concepts. You're going to have to separate the concept of loving a person, caring for them, seeing the positive in them, and seeing their value in general from the transactional element of a relationship. In other words, you have to separate love from needs in a relationship. I want you to consider pausing this video and sitting with that concept for a moment. To love something is to take it as a part of yourself. It is to essentially include something as you. Obviously, when you do this, this naturally gives rise to experiences like compassion, like empathy, like suddenly I want to caretake this thing's best interests. All of these feel-good things of appreciation, too, can spring forth from this decision, this conscious choice to love. When we love something, we can't actually act against its best interests without simultaneously acting against our own best interests. This means we can't hurt someone without hurting ourselves as well. However, we still are participating in this time-space reality of separation. This means no matter how much you love someone, in this time-space reality, their wants and needs could be different than yours. This means love does not simply take away your needs and wants because all of a sudden all that matters is the other person's wants and needs. What this does is put you in a position to not be able to play a zero-sum game anymore. If you do love someone, you care both about your own wants and needs as well as the other person's. You're looking for a win-win, a way to act in their best interests as well as yours. Loving a thing 
implies that you want that thing to get its needs met and to get what it wants. It is not loving to expect a person to forfeit what they need and want to prove that they care about you and like you and love you. This means love recognizes the beauty of conscious transaction. This means conscious transaction is a key element to truly loving someone. So many people hold a subconscious belief. This is the next truth I'm going to be hitting you with in this video. That subconscious belief is that love should count for more than personal needs and personal wants. In fact, we believe that anything less is selfish and narcissistic. We expect others to love and care about us enough to trump their own personal needs, wants, and best interests, or to want and need us no matter if we do not represent or offer what they need and want. I can feel you getting triggered now. This belief that love should count for more than personal needs and wants is really just pointing to our extreme desire for unconditional love. When we are trying to get unconditional love, we are trying to negate and deny and stuff down the transactional element of relationship. We feel more secure in our relationships, and we also feel a greater self-esteem. When a person will stay with us in a relationship no matter what, including no matter whether their personal needs and desires are met or not. But we don't understand what unconditional love is and what unconditional love isn't. For this reason, you would benefit by watching my video titled The Truth and Myth of Unconditional Love. In relationships, love is actually and must be separate from personal needs and wants, i.e. the transactional element of a relationship that makes the relationship either positive or negative, pleasurable or miserable. In fact, in some relationships, love and personal needs and wants can't even seem to compete. In any relationship, you're looking at a scenario like this. Either you're lucky enough to have both elements of a relationship, where there is love and this transactional element of a relationship, or it's just a transactional relationship, meaning there's something this person's getting because they need it, but they really don't actually love or care for you. But did you notice? <laughs> In all relationships, there's the transactional element within the relationship. When somebody really does love a person, or really does sort of like them, but there's really no transaction taking place, the relationship will dissolve. It'll be one of those, I care about them at a distance type scenarios. People mistake love and transaction because they mistake loving something and valuing that thing to be the same. When most people say, I want to be loved, what they really mean is that they want someone to value them to the degree that they are wanted. Because of that, they experience both self-esteem and the security of closeness and connection, the opposite of shame and loneliness. Not only does this mean that love is not actually what they want, what they want is to be valued, it means that they don't understand what value is about, which is personal need. A person who does not perceive themselves to need or want something that they perceive in you will not value you, whether they see value in you or not. Guess what this means? This means your best bet at feeling valued in a relationship is to consciously find a relationship where you can meet some need a person has or you align with some desire that they have, and vice versa. Keep in mind this has to be a need you actually want to meet, 
If you struggle with this concept or want to learn more about it, watch my video titled The Value Realization, a realization that can completely change your life. After having said what I said, you can probably see even more deeply why it is so damn dangerous to enter into relationships on an inauthentic foot. So much of the dating advice out there is about putting your best foot forward, or why are we even saying it that way? Disguise your whole personality, <laughs> you know? Walk in that room being what other people want. Um, let's go chase the person by telling them what they want to hear and doing things they want, even though it's really a bait and switch, we're just doing it to land them. This type of dynamic completely destroys the transactional element in a relationship. It's like a used car salesman selling you on something other than what actually exists. You do not want to practice false advertising relative to the transactional element of a relationship. That relationship will end. Setting the idea of loving you or caring about you or seeing any value that may be in you aside, because it is separate, there's a transactional element to every single relationship. A person is always in a relationship because they get some payoff or some need or desire met by being in that relationship. And if you can understand this, you can experience much greater relationship success by entering directly into conscious transaction in your relationships. You know exactly what the other person needs and wants by being in a specific relationship with you, and they know exactly what you need and want by being in a specific relationship with them. You have much greater control over the satisfaction level of your relationship, and when the satisfaction level dips, you won't be confused about why. You're no longer powerless because you will be able to look clearly at whether, based off of knowing what the other person's need is, you will choose or won't choose to meet one or several needs the person has, and if not, you can expect a person to want to end or to change the relationship or to be able to do so, even if they don't necessarily want to. <laughs> you will be able to identify if a relationship is one that contains both the element of this transactional aspect of a relationship and this love aspect of a relationship or not. But here's the best thing of all. <laughs> By really understanding this concept and by entering into these conscious transactions within relationships and seeing that they're actually two different elements of a relationship, you can stop taking it so personally. When people grow dissatisfied in a relationship, you can stop taking it so personally when they decide that they want the relationship to end or that they want to reconfigure it. It may not just be a comment on your value in general. It may not actually be a comment on how much they love you or care about you at all. It may simply be a comment on they're not getting their needs met. So much of the time when a person decides to end a relationship or change it, it doesn't mean anything about your inherent value or about whether you're lovable or about whether the person loves you, cares about you, or sees the positive in you at all. It is simply about their own personal needs and desires not being met. As strange as this may sound, and I want you to really sit on this one this week, be consciously transactional in all of your relationships. Find the right energy exchange. Guess what? You're already doing this at a subconscious level every single day. Become aware of what you need and want in general and in the specific relationship arrangement. Clearly communicate that to the other person. Find agreement with them about it. Become aware of what the other person needs and wants in general and specifically in the relationship arrangement with you. Decide whether or not you can choose to meet those needs and desires. Clearly communicate the answer to that question with them. Find the relationship configuration that is right, and find the right role for them in your life based off of doing this. 
And here's the next part. You may not be able to know or to predict everything that will happen over the course of your lifetime. So not expecting yourself to predict the future. It's still a good idea when you get into a relationship and when you set out this conscious transaction to take a look at any potential scenarios that might crop up that may prevent one or both of you from fulfilling your side of this transaction and discussing with the other person what you will do should you end up in those situations. Love someone better and be loved better by consciously finding the right energy exchange in your relationships. Be consciously transactional and watch your relationships and therefore your life experience improve. Have a good week. If you liked this video, be sure to share it, like it, and also subscribe to my channel so you can see more content like this. But I want to personally thank you for taking the initiative and having the bravery to step into the space of awareness, not only for yourself, but for the benefit of those around you.